Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. As we continue our series on entering rest, in this podcast, we're going to talk about how being a people pleaser can hold you back from entering a time of rest. Whether you're a people pleaser or no one, people pleasers are usually some of the most wonderful people to be around. Their level of kindness and lifestyle of always being there to help out is what sets them apart from others. In the workplace, people pleasers are typically very agreeable with those that they work around and they don't want to cause a fuss. On some occasions, People pleasers will tell lies to keep everything peaceful and agreeable. Many of the people pleasers that I personally have known, they've had a hard time saying no because in their mind, saying no means that they would disappoint their coworkers, their boss, or make everyone upset or angry at them. While the term people pleaser may sound like you're stuck in a pattern of pleasing other people, the deeper cause for being a people pleaser is not so much that you want to please others, it's you want to please yourself. People pleasers feel happiness when they please others, and it is addictive. People pleasers want to be seen as that person that can do no wrong. They're capable of anything as long as it pleases everyone. Unfortunately, deep down, like all extreme behaviors, poor self-image and a lack of healthy boundaries, these are the real enemies that we're looking at. Again, while I'm not a medical professional, I do know that people pleasers teeter on the cusp of codependency, which that is a topic for a different time. Unfortunately, when people pleasers come to Christ and attend church, many times they continue their behaviors of pleasing with volunteering for different forms of service within the church. They join church outreaches and go out of their way to serve. You see, in Christianese or Christian speak, people pleasers see the term serve and they use it as a license to continue their people pleasing behavior. What is even more disturbing to me is that people pleasers do not allow themselves to rest, they don't take breaks. And they also typically don't take vacations because if they do, where will their happiness come from? A little by little, they give a piece of themselves to everyone. And over time, they have nothing left to give. They're worn out, exhausted, and deeply depressed. There's an example of a people pleaser in the early days of the nation of Israel. His name is King Saul. Over a period of time, Saul developed into a stately king, especially among his people, but not in the eyes of God. 1 Samuel 13 tells us a time when Saul and his army were in the heat of battle, and frankly, they weren't doing so well. The army was breaking apart and splitting. Some were hiding in caves, some were going under rocks, some were hiding in thickets, some even dug holes and got in them. Thankfully, the prophet Samuel was on his way to provide an offering to God on behalf of Saul and his army. This offering would then be followed with a request for God to intervene in the situation and help Saul and his military have the victory. With the public relations nightmare that Saul was contending with, he felt that he had to do something that would rally the troops together and make everyone feel happy again. Although Samuel was coming, it was taking too long. Saul sensed that his military was doubting him as a leader as some were deserting him, and he felt the pressure from his enemy and that army. Unfortunately, in a moment of impatience, Saul the king tried to become Saul the priest and offer up a sacrifice to God and request mercy. What's interesting is that the Bible says that immediately after King Saul did this act of offering, Samuel showed up and he was shocked. 
Let's pick up the conversation between King Saul and Samuel in verses 11 through 14. What have you done, Samuel asked. And Saul replied, When I saw that the troops were deserting me, and that you did not come at the appointed time, and the Philistines were gathering at Mishmash, I thought, Now the Philistines will descend upon me in Gilgal, and I have not sought the favor of the Lord. So I felt compelled to offer a burnt offering. Samuel replies, You've acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment that the Lord your God gave you. If you had, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now, your kingdom will not endure. Time and time again, Saul was disobedient to God and ignored his commands. On this occasion of people-pleasing, we see that this one act of disobedience cost Saul his kingdom, and ultimately, it would cost him his life. My friend, if you're stuck in a pattern of people-pleasing, like King Saul, there is hope for you in Jesus Christ. Jesus says to people-pleasers in Matthew 11:28, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Again, like most behaviors that need altering in light of the Word of God, people-pleasing can be tuned up and realigned to become God-pleasers. Jesus made it clear to his disciples, and now he makes it clear to us in Mark 12, verses 29 through 31. This is the most important command. The Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and all of your strength. The second greatest command is love your neighbors yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. My friend, our first goal as Christians is to love God with all of our heart, soul, and strength. It is the same Jesus that tells us how we can practically demonstrate our love for him. In John 14, 15, he says this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. My friend, before you please your neighbor, you please God first. Have the attitude like Paul the Apostle had when he said in Galatians 1.10, Am I now seeking the approval of men or God? Or am I striving to please men? If I were trying to please men, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. Paul also wrote in Colossians 3.23, Whatever you do, work at it with your whole being, for it is unto the Lord, not men. And again, he continued in Ephesians 6, verse 7, Serve with good will, as unto the Lord, and not unto men. Again, anything we do needs to be motivated not to please people, but to love, honor, and please God. Honoring God's command also involves resting. As we discussed in Hebrews 4, verses 9 through 11, it says that there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Whoever enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from His. Let us therefore make every effort to enter into that rest. My friend, do not allow people-pleasing to stop you from taking a day of rest. You are to serve our fellow man, but only in a way that loves and glorifies God. If your work is being done out of insecurity, fear, or anything other than loving God, God is not in it. Do your work with excellence, know your job description, and help out when you can, but make sure your act of service doesn't prevent you from observing your rest. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.